Coming up on today's Locked on Diamondbacks podcast, who's going to win the NL Central, the NL East? Who will be the biggest surprise, the biggest disappointment? Bringing it all down on today's Locked on Diamondbacks podcast with our pal, Sully Baseball. You are Locked on Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. I'm your host, Miller Thomas, host of Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. I'm there to see all my latest work, from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. If you want to see more content by me, just follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, or just look up Locked on Diamondbacks on both Twitter, Instagram for the podcast handle, and of course, thank you for making Locked on Dimebacks, your first listen every day. I would not be able to do this podcast without you, my loyal listeners, sharing, subscribing, reviewing, doing all that so I could do this podcast for you. Thank you. It's free and available on all platforms, so please continue to tell your friends and tell your friends to subscribe to the Locked on Dimebacks YouTube channel. We just hit 350 subscribers, trying to hit 400 potentially by the end of the month. It's Black History Month, so go give your favorite Brother from the Locked On Podcast Network, uh, subscribe on my Locked On Diamondbacks YouTube channel, please. And now, without further ado, let's jump to that conversation with Sully Baseball. What division right. you want to do next, buddy? Central. All right, let's look at this. The, this might be the weirdest one to do. All this right, might be the weirdest one to do. Um, start from the bottom for from me. The bottom. Sir. Let me think. I think. Oh God! And it breaks my heart to say this because it's one of my favorite franchises in baseball. It's actually one of the teams I want, you know, obviously native New England, I want the Red Sox to win, but there's some teams I'm dying to see win. I'm dying to see Seattle win. I would like to see the Angels win because of Mike Trout. I so, so want the Padres, uh, the, the Padres to win. I, that's one of them I want to see win. But the Pirates, I want to see the Pirates win. First World Series I ever watched was the 1979 World Series. We are family. But we are family done here. Yeah, we are famine. This the Pirates, the Pirates and the Rockies have legitimate shots of being the worst teams in baseball. Um, I think they're both hundred loss teams, and yeah, the Pirates are in the absolute cellar. And um, who's thankful that the Pirates are in their division? Are Cincinnati, who you have to go all the way back to twenty twenty one to see a year when they were a playoff contender hell they were a wild card team in september of 2021 and look what's happened since nothing but badness nothing but badness for the cincinnati reds okay third in there the cubs i think the cubs are going to make some improvements i think you're going to see some of the young players on the team you know the addition of um uh, swanson at shortstop um I don't see them as a playoff contender yet, but I see some of the pieces that they acquired in their fire sale making sense. Uh, and this is by the way, this is fan duels. And so far this, mm-hmm. I think fan duels is going to match mine. Exactly. Okay. Uh, a couple of years ago, the brewers went into the postseason with the most 
exciting and the deepest starting pitching staff, but it turns out it was the Braves bullpen that did them in. Um, I think the Brewers, who, by the way, finished one game behind the eventual National League champion Philadelphia Phillies last year, I think the Brewers still could pitch, and they have some talent. But and I think they're gonna have a winning season and be on the and be on the periphery of a wild card. But I think that they're in second place, and I think the clear winner, maybe by ten games, is going to be St. Louis, and not because I think they're a juggernaut. But I think they're very good, and the I think the Brewers are the only team that have a realistic shot at a winning record, and I think they'll be low 80s. I think the Cardinals are going to be low 90s to mid 90s, and I think we'll win the division by 10 games. And the Arenados and the Goldschmidts of the world, plus this never-ending pipeline of young players, I think that uh, I think the Cardinals have this division licked. Because we argue so much and never got to say Colorado Rockies plus 15,000 win their division in the NOS. I, I didn't even give a chance to give analysis. I just got so heated on seeing the D-backs. I just saw all red when I see that plus 4,000. But Sully, you hit the nail on the head. The Cardinals are the third biggest favorites of any team yeah. to win their division at minus yeah. 115. Shock to no one. Brewers at plus 145. Second, Cubs plus 553rd and then the pirates and reds are actually tied for the worst odds in the division a plus 6,000. i think the team that could be the biggest surprise and that could be the cubs i think it would require the cardinals having a huge regression and the cubs just playing a lot of their kids and just sort of throwing spaghetti at the wall i would love the pirates or the reds to have a resurgence i just don't see uh, and the fact that there isn't a juggernaut in the division, I think, may give a team a little bit of hope. I just don't see what direction it would be in. You know, when I was talking about like, oh, I think the A's are going to be better than I think people are going to think they are. That's still I'm only seeing them being like a 74 win team. It's like I'm not expecting them to go on and win the division. I look at this Reds team. And I look at this Pirates team going, these are minor league teams. These are, I mean, this isn't even a major league product they're putting on the field. I would love to be proven wrong because I yeah, I love the tradition of baseball in Cincinnati and in Pittsburgh. I just don't, I, I don't see it. I think the Cubs are the only realistic team. And the other thing that could realistically happen is the Brewers pitching staff solidifies and the injuries go away and Christian Yelich, okay, Christian Yelich is never going to be the MVP that he was a few years ago, but what if he was good? Good is better than bad. What if Christian Yelich has a good year? He's not going to be a great player, but what if they trade a bad player for a good player? So, I mean, I think St. Louis has so much talent, it might be tough, but we've seen it happen. Everyone in their moose was pitching Chicago last year. We've seen teams fall to the, to the you know, regress to the mean. Um, Milwaukee has a shot if they avoid injuries. Chicago has a shot if the young players gel i don't think it's going to happen because i like the talent on st louis too much let me say this the reds they absolutely suck they will be in the bottom of the basement in that division okay. the pirates they suck too but i kind of like that lineup i don't think the pirates will be as bad now they're over under win totals like 67 and a half i might bet that they could get to 68 69 games i don't think the pirates will be a complete dumpster fire like the cincinnati reds this year i kind of i'm kind of in on the pirates being a little just a little frisky this year but really amounting to nothing when i look at the rest of that division i don't 
The Cubs, they finished last year strong. They made some interesting offseason additions where they gave the back to Dancy Swanson, brought in a whole bunch of flyers and the Cody Bellingers and the Trey Mancini's of the world. But they might have let their best position player in Wilson Contreras leave to the team that's going to win that division, the St. Louis Cardinals, who have two of the top three MVP candidates from last year and Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. They got a couple of rookies as well. Of course, the Cardinals are the odds-on favorite to win that division. I think they will. I think the Pirates will be a little bit better than what people expect. I don't think the Cubs will be as good as people expect. And the Brewers are a team that I'm just not in on solid because I forgot about this little trade this offseason too. The Brewers trade away Hunter Renfro to your favorite team, the Los Angeles Angels, this offseason. So that will be a a move that helps out the Angels. And this Brewers team, like, they just have let so many bullpen arms go the last couple of years, of course, with the hater deadline move last year. They let guys like Boxberger and Rodgers leave this offseason free agency. Trevor got, like, I'm just not in on this Brewers team. Like, Christian Yelich, if you're telling me we're turning back the clock, like you said, this was Yelich a few years ago, then I might have some belief in this Brewers team. But they've just been a team that's been so disappointing. Ever since, basically, Yelich has won that MVP, they've gone downhill year after year. And at one point, like as recently as like last year or 2020, I thought they were a true dark horse contender when you had the Brandon Burns or when you had the Corbin Burns, the Brandon Woodruff and that Freddie Peralta all clicking. They still have arguably the best rotation in baseball with that one, two, three Woodruff um, starting to come down a little bit. But I just hate that lineup. They can never produce enough offense to help out that help out that rotation. The Cubs might be a little bit friskier and might close that gap between them and the Brewers and might even finish second place. But I think this is going to be a division that just sends one team to the playoffs. That will be the division winner, St. Louis Cardinals. I have to address that. I, I do know the Pirates have Cruz. I do know the Pirates have a- Hayes. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like they're trying to extend Reynolds instead of trade him off. So mm-hmm. I understand there are potential players on the team to Touching. build around. But I just don't. Uh, when they all become stars, then then I'll listen. McCutcheon? He's back. You know, it's good to have McCutcheon back. You know, it's nice, but he's clearly towards the end of his career. You know, we need a time machine. We need 2013 McCutcheon back. They got Carlos Santana, Rich Hill. Rich Hill's like 45, still going. I'll believe you when I see it. Sully and I will continue our conversation, but first a quick message from our favorite sponsor, FanDuel, because the midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. That's how I'm able to make so much money from FanDuel because my favorite thing to do, which is something I'm going to do tonight with the Lakers playing, LeBron over on points, over on rebounds, over on assists, AD 25 points, 10 rebounds, guaranteed to hit. Well, nothing's a guarantee in life, but... Most of the time, I see money going into my bank account and not coming out, which is always a great feeling. If you want that feeling, don't miss the chance to get your first bet, no sweat, up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA.
Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's so let's let's move on to the East. Let's move on to the NL East because this is also a division that is. Um, they had two hundred win teams, and the National League champion. You know. And so. Yeah. So start from the bottom for me, Sully. Well, the Washington Nationals are in the bottom. Of course. <sighs> then things get interesting. Hmm. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna just go by how FanDuel is gonna do it. Okay, okay. fourth Marlin. I think mm-hmm. there. I think it'll be fourth Marlins, third the defending champion, uh, Phillies, mm-hmm. uh, second the defending division champion Braves, and I think they have the Mets at the top. Am I right? Sully, you're spot on again. Mets plus one thirty five favorites. Braves though plus one forty. So just a, a, a slight hair behind. They're the good. They're yeah. really good. The Braves are really, really good. Really good. I mean, they won the World Series as recently as two years ago. So FanDuel thinks they're and right they were there. They're better and, last year than the team that won the World Series. And they might even be better next year. Phillies yeah. plus 300 at third. Marlins tied with the D backs at plus 4,000. I guess they're using that Sully logic of they have no chance to win that division because of the two or three juggernauts ahead of them. And then, of course, the Washington Nationals tied with the Oakland A's. Have for having the worst odds in all of baseball at plus 25,000. All right, listen to me, good folks in Great Britain who are running the Miami Marlins, uh, locked on Marlins. I don't think the Marlins are without a chance. I don't. I think the Marlins do have a chance. I think the Marlins have a chance because they acquired Johnny Cueto. Oh, my God. They have, listen listen to me. (laughs) That was the first name you said. No, they have the Cy Young Award winner, Sandy Alcantara. Mm-hmm. They have Trevor, Trevor Rogers. They have Jesus Lizardo. They have Braxton Garrett, Johnny Cueto. They have a decent bullpen. They acquired the American League batting champion to put into a lineup where, yes, they had a terrible season from Jorge Soler last year, but he could come back. They have Jazz Chisholm. They have some other players there that could rebound. Do I think they're going to win the division? No. Do I think they're going to have a winning season? Yes. I think they've got a good pitching staff. I think their lineup is a little bit better. And they are going to be a pain in the derriere all season long. And I think they have a not an outside chance to be a playoff team. I think they have a legit chance to be a playoff team. Um. I want you to put it on the line right now. Marlins or D-backs, if you had to pick one team to make the playoffs, who would you pick? I think they're both close. Yeah, they're they're pretty I close. I think they're both close to each other. I got um, the nerf gun to your head, Sully. Nerf gun to your head, I'd probably say the D-backs because I think they have a, a more their, – their, their talent is a little more major league proven. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like the talent on the Marlins. I think there are four winning teams in that division. Mm. I think the addition of Trey Turner makes the defending champion Phillies better than they were last year. I think the Mets are just salivating at the mouth to put together a super team. And the Braves are looking that they're mad that they lost last year to Philadelphia. I think they're looking to dust themselves off and take another shot. I'm really, really perplexed of who I'm going to pick to win the division. 
I don't think there's a surefire one. And I'm going to say the Braves right now because the Braves have so much talent top to bottom. They're so confident. And I just think that even with the loss of Dansby Swanson, they're, they're just dripping with talent. The Murphy acquisition gives them another uh, a layer. They've signed their players long-term so they can look around and say, we're going to be here for a while. But I think, I, th- I think there's a potential of 490 win teams in the division. Cool. Marlins. I think the Marlins have very good pitching and an improved offense. I think more often than not, the Marlins are going to have as good, if not better, starting pitcher than the opposition. And when you do that throughout a season, especially when you play to- when you have a balanced schedule, so they'll play tomato cans like the Rockies, tomato cans like the Reds, tomato cans like the Pirates, as often as they play tomato cans like the uh, uh, Nationals, if it was still division centric, then I don't think they'd have a chance at that because they'd be playing more games against the Mets, the Phillies and Atlanta, but because it's spread out as much, you put most games against the giants. They're going to have a better starting pitcher. Most game, all games against the Rockies, all games against the Reds, all games, all these teams are going to be playing more often than they did last year. I absolutely think the Marlins is going to have a winning year. Put that on your pipe. And I think they have, if thing, if everything breaks right, they could be a 90-win team. And guess what they also did? Hmm. What's the one thing that teams have to do that when they do it, they go to the World Series almost immediately? What is it? They got rid of Don Mattingly. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Scram. That's a fun conspiracy. Well, it's it's been uh, <laughs> proven. It's uh, I've got the data to back it up. I think Atlanta is going to win the division, but I think it's going to be a scrum. And I think you're going to see all the wild card teams are going to be all those. Well, I think I think the the Mets and the Phillies are definitely going to be wild card teams. And then you know what? I think then you have the Padres. So I guess I mean like you're you're going to have to wait. You know, you're going to be fighting. The Phillies are going to be scrapped. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's this is the the top of the National League is so much better, and then the bottom is so dreadful. There's ve- look at how we're breaking down the National League. There are very few mediocre teams in the National League. They're either yeah, that's a playoff contender. Or, oh man, what are they even doing? So I mean, that's the nature of the National League. And I think I like the Marlins more than you do, but I do I like the fact that they improve their offense and they still have good pitching. When you have a team that pitches well, has a better offense, and Don Mattingly is not employed by them. Good things happen to those teams. Uh, and I think that, but I, oh God, you know, you could convince me the Mets. You can convince me the Braves. You can convince me Philadelphia. But I'm going to just go with Atlanta just because of the talent. But I think it's going to be, if it's if it's the Mets, I certainly wouldn't be stunned. Look, I love that Marlins rotation. One of the best in baseball. But they just added 
one more real major leaguer in that lineup. They pretty much only have two guys I respect in Jazz and Luis Arias. And Arias is mostly a singles, doubles kind of guy. So he's not going to be driving in a whole bunch of runs. And now with Jazz Chisholm moving to center field, I don't know how that's going to affect his offense. So right now, I love the Marlins pitching staff, but I think it's still going to be one of the worst offensive teams in baseball. And that's why it's going to hold them back. We don't even got to talk about the Nationals because they're they're all they're the way over team. there. They're my yeah. team. I gave a lot in yesterday's podcast. I gave a lot of love to the, the Nationals. Uh, Ted Lerner, the former owner of the team who died over the weekend. You know, the fact that the city of Washington had a glorious decade of division winners and a title. He turned around the baseball culture for at least a decade. Uh, tons of respect for that. Uh, and maybe in a few years, the players they acquired, because they got tons of prospects for, you know, Trey Turner and Max Scherzer and Juan Soto and everybody. But let's face it, this team, there, this could be a minor league team for a couple of years there. Yeah, they could have got a lot of prospects, maybe if they did separate deals for Scherzer and Trey Turner, but just throwing in Trey Turner in that Max Scherzer deal definitely wasn't a good, smart business decision by the Washington Nationals. The Phillies, I I love their offseason. Of course, getting Trey Turner, massive amount of con- uh, money on that contract, but mm-hmm. he's a stud. He's a real, legit MVP-type player. Yes. He's like yes. Legit all-star plus player. I like bringing in Taiwan Walker, too. But mm-hmm. we got to remember with the Phillies why I don't think in terms, well, why they might still be around the same win total as last year and not really improve, I think, in terms of record is because Bryce Harper did undergo Tommy John surgery and he's going to miss like half the season. So there will be no MVP Bryce Harper until maybe the All-Star break or after that. So maybe once he comes back, this Phillies team will take off, but I think they'll probably still be around an 88 to 92 win team and still Still be around bad. Still not bad. They could still do what they did last year once they get Bryce Harper back. So I wouldn't be upset at all at that. And I'm going to ride with you on the Braves to win that division because I love their decision-making when it comes to business decisions. I don't love the Sean Murphy decision as much because I think I also like William Contreras as a 20-home run guy. I think that was a nice pickup for the Milwaukee Brewers we talked about earlier. But Mm -hmm. for the Braves, they just have so much young talent. Like, they are okay with Dansby Swanson leaving when you bring in a Michael Harris and a Spencer Strider, two rookies from last year who are probably going to pay Maybe next year, maybe the year after, if they have another good season. Like the Braves are not afraid to pay their young players early, which I think is going to be a trend we see more in baseball. Why mm-hmm. not, instead of waiting for them to be 29 years old, hitting for agency, and then I give them a three to $400 million contract, just pay them when they're 23, 24, 25. First couple of years in Major League Baseball, if you already see flashes of all-star potential, give them $150 million over 10 years. And guess what? They might sign that deal. So I think the Braves are making smart business decisions. I think New York, the New York Mets mostly are just kind of running back the same team from last year. I think if you're making the argument... With Verlander. With Verlander. Yeah. With Verlander, I think that's the argument. Maybe you think Verlander gives you a more healthy Jacob deGrom, but Verlander also missed time last year with injuries. So he might just be Verlander. He just might be deGrom 2.0 in the New York Mets. I think, like I've said a lot, I think their Japanese pitcher, Senga, will be the X factor just because when those guys come over, you never know how good they are. Like if he's like a Tanaka level good in the middle of that rotation, then that's going to be huge for the New York Mets. So it's going to be Mets and Braves as a coin flip as we get down to it. But I think I'm leaning Braves just because I like the infrastructure of that team a little bit more. And the way that they're developing talent, their young talent over there, I think I'm going to trust the Braves to win that division. And the Miami Marlins, I also did forget. They traded, I know, of course, they acquired Luis Arias. They traded Pablo Lopez. So I did like that move for the Minnesota Twins because they had one of the worst rotations in baseball. We didn't bring that up on the last pod. I forgot about it. I think that it helped both teams. Yeah, it was a a win-win move. 
And that's it for this edition of the Lockdown Diamondbacks podcast. Shout out to everyone who tuned into today's podcast. Shout out to Sully Baseball. One more part with Sully Baseball tomorrow where we discuss World Series predictions. Way too early World Series predictions. We just give really quick who we think is going to the World Series from each conference. And then I'm also talking about the Andrew Chafin news and also looking at spring training roster battles for the D-backs. So a whole bunch of stuff to talk to you guys about tomorrow. So come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks News coverage insight. Thank you for making Lockdown Dimebacks your first listen every day. Make your second listen of the day. The Lockdown MLB Prospects show with host Lindsey Crosby. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy. Deuces.